Welcome to the house. We hope this podcast blesses you and encourages you. Enjoy. You know me, or if you don't, my name is Daniel. And um, for those of you who know me very well, uh, I love playing basketball. And that's like my one of my favorite things in the world. Um, since the first time we like when we came to the United States, uh, I was just a little kid. I was like 10, 11 years old at the time. And I watched my first Laker game and I fell in love with the game of basketball. Right? Uh, I practiced so hard on my own to be a good player. After watching my first Laker game, I learned all the tricks and fancy things that Kobe Bryant and Tracy McGrady used to do back in the days. All the, you know, fadeaway jumpers, Tracy McGrady's smooth little um, finger rolls. Uh, it was it was just fantastic. I was captivated by it. So I used to go to different parks, different driveways with my friends, different gyms, and just you know test out my skills, see how good I am. Uh, everyone who I played against used to tell me like, yo, you're pretty good, bro. You should try out for the team next year. Cause like at the time we were in sixth grade. So I hadn't played organized basketball yet. So next year I was going to be in seventh grade and you know, I was excited. Like it was my time in my mind. There was always already going to be like college recruiters there, NBA recruiters there, like NBA. I'm coming dude. Like get that paycheck ready. I'm coming. Uh, I already had my Laker number picked out, like what number I was going to be, everything. Like, it was crazy in my mind. So seventh grade came around and I tried out for the basketball team. And I got cut the second round of tryouts. And I was so devastated. Like, like it broke my heart. I know, I know. It was horrible. And, uh, you know, I didn't really understand what happened. I was so confused about why I got cut. So... After I was done, um, you know, moping around and crying about it, and <laughs> I gained enough courage to go up to the coaches. And, you know, uh, all the coaches in, in school, if you guys played any sports, you would know they're all teachers of the schools, right? So one of them was actually my teacher. So I went up to him. I was like, hey, man, like, what happened? Like, I can run faster than the other kids. I jumped higher than most of the other kids. Like, I, you know, I did... I knew all the fancy stuff to do playing basketball. Like, why did I get cut? Why don't you guys want me on the team? And his answer was very short and simple. He like straight up looked at me in the eyes and said, kid, you don't know the fundamentals of basketball. And I was even more mad. Like I got really mad after that. Cause first of all, I didn't even know like what fun fundamentals are. I didn't even know the word because I barely know how to speak English. So I was like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying to me. And second of all, like nobody took the time ever or I didn't know anybody that taught me the basic lessons in basketball. So how do you how do you play basketball? What are the basic things you can do? All I knew how to do was watch the professionals do it and try to copy their moves. And I thought I was already a star in my own mind. Right. So uh, the reason why I share this is because Heather's word last week actually brought this story back up in my mind. Uh, she talked about what it means to be a Christian. She talked about uh, how it's a lifestyle outside of the four walls of the church, um, that we are the church, right? Uh, for those of you who remember, uh, that's it was a really good word. If you didn't listen to it, go on our podcast and listen to it. 
So, to me, what did it? Uh, what does it mean to be a Christian? You know, um, what are the fundamentals of Christianity? Um, do we use the basic teachings in our everyday life? I think about those things when we th- we talk about um, we are the church. The church is outside of the four walls, right? Those are the things that I think about. So, uh, it, or is it something that we watch other people do at church? So we copy Christians like the Christianese language and the Christian crossovers and fadeaways. Well, with a basketball. Um, terminology for y'all uh and like think we got down because we know how to copy somebody else at a church that's done it for a long long period of time right or are the fundamentals of christianity something that we live by and stand by even when we're alone because you always got to remember this how you are when nobody's around you is who you really are as a person right so let's continue Ephesians 4, 29, 32 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as christ god forgave you so i'd like to call this next part the triple threat to help you understand what a triple threat in our basketball theme message here is i first have to describe it to you so one of the most fundamental techniques in basketball is the triple threat stance so let me show you babe shoot me the ball it's under you all right, here we go. Ooh, you almost hit the line. All right, so we got a nice little basketball here. The triple threat stance is when you receive the ball, right? Your knee, your feet are shoulder length apart, your knees are bent, and the ball is held on your hip. This is the basic fundamental of basketball. It's a triple threat technique, right? In this position, you have options and you have choices. What are your choices and options? You can pass the ball to somebody, you can shoot the ball or you can dribble and attack, right? The most important part of this is your pivot foot. Your pivot foot is the foot that stays on the ground. It's your anchor, it's your foundation of the triple threat position. With this, you can actually turn on one foot without lifting the foot up or else it's gonna be a violation. And you can see different directions of attack or different like, places that you can pass the ball. So let me pull my chair back up and continue. If the foundation foot is lifted off the ground without making one of the three moves that you're, you're you're allowed to make in a sense, which is shooting, passing, or dribbling the ball, you automatically turn the ball over to the opposing team and they get an opportunity to attack you, right? So <clears throat> every single day, we come across different moments, moments after moments in life that we have different choices and different um options that we have in front of us that we encounter how we respond to those choices matter so what are the what is the triple threat fundamental um foundation as a christian what is our triple threat stance a stance as a christian that we go to that help us make decisions or the right decisions in life so let's go into it number one is love 
Philippians 2nd, uh, verse 1 to 8 says, Therefore, if you have any, any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships uh, with one another, have the same mindset as this Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used in his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by the very nature of a servant, being made in the human likeness. And being found in an appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Mark 12, 29, uh, 31 says the most important, and this is when people ask Jesus, yeah, what is the most important commandment out of all of them? So Jesus replied, uh, the most important one, Jesus answered, <clears throat> is this, oh, hear, O Israel, he's talking about all of us, the church, the children of God, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than this. <clears throat> so God is love. So if, if you have Christ in your heart, it's not just enough to show up to Bible studies or go to church and show off your Christian skills and um, how well you pray for others. I mean, that's all, all that stuff is great. Right. All that stuff is fantastic. It's not just enough to do that and go home and still be the same way that you were being before you became a Christian or before you took Christ in your heart. That's what it is. Be, like being a selfish person outside of a church, but going to a church and being super selfless. It's pointless. Uh, treat people how you would like to be treated. For example, if you like to be treated with respect, then respect people, respect the people that others deemed unworthy. That is true unselfishness uh you know jesus didn't just come down here to hang out with the rich and the famous and to like flaunt or anything like that he came down here and he hung out with the prostitutes and the tax collectors and the lowest of the lowest and uh from those people were the ones that he impacted the most right but from there he set an example for others who thought they had it all together and that's what he was able to impact the entire world. And we're meant to be Christ-like. So 1 John 14, 4, 19 says, we love because he loved us first. John 15, 13 says, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friend. Second move in the Christian triple threat is to pray. <clears throat> Hebrews 11, 6 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he, he rewards those who seek him. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Our relationship with God could be as simple as a conversation with him. But what, is a, uh, but what is a relationship without conversation? So if you don't have, a, if you don't pray, how do you have a 
relationship with God, right? So I want to encourage everyone here, all of us, and I want you guys to encourage everybody else that you hang out with or you see to continue to conversate with God, um, like throughout the day as much as possible. You know, when you're happy or you're sad or you're angry or joyful, if you think you have nothing to pray about, just thank him for the very small things that you have around him. Because gratitude is the best attitude. Always pray and seek God before making any decisions. That is a lesson I had to learn the hard way. Uh, and the third move out of our Christian triple threat is spreading the gospel. Uh, this is a very important one, actually. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make, the de make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet, do it with gentleness and respect. Uh, the reason why this is very important is because we are walking and living examples of Christ and what he gave his life for at the cross. For us to receive the gift of eternal life and salvation and to spread the gospel. We spread the gospel by our actions and our testimonies and of what Jesus has done in our lives and not by pointing fingers at others when they're doing wrong. Uh, that is, to me, that's the difference between a religious person and a spiritual person. A religious person will Bible thump their way through like a gang of people and not impact on anybody because everybody's automatically going to put up walls and say, oh, I feel judged. But when you actually impact somebody's life by being the person that, like being who Christ made you to be, and you have that light of God in you, and you're making them feel hopeful when they're hopeless. Then when people ask, man, what's different about you? Then you can spread the gospel in a genuine way and say, look, this is what Jesus has done in my life. It, and I guarantee you, it can do the same thing for you. Maybe not not the same things that happen to me will happen to you, but you will have your own experience with Christ. And that's what it's all about. It's about an individual, unique experience with God. So, um, and the most important thing to remember is to always approach it with gentleness and respect. That is very important because the end goal is for that one person to receive the gift of salvation, right? Just like it says in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So last but not least of all the triple threat positions and dissections is the pivot foot. Uh, the pivot foot is the anchor. The pivot foot is the foot that helps you launch into whatever type of direction you're going towards. So that is your foundation that you launch forward from. And that anchor, that foundation is Jesus. As long as we stand on the word of God and don't get weary, we are giving ourselves the opportunity to succeed. We can pivot on our anchor and our foundation and gain perspective of our situation before making a decision and going forward. But if that foot is lifted indecisively, and we no longer are functioning on the, the fundamentals of our faith, then it is an automatic turnover and the enemy has the ball. Now you are vulnerable from an attack from an enemy. In this case, in our basketball theme case, enemy's team, <laughs> whoever it is that's on his team. So, you know, before I close this out, this actually, I wrote this, um, I, I like prayed on it and everything 
on I believe it was Saturday or yeah it was Saturday Saturday or Sunday it was one of those days um and I've had a really rough week at work I know two of my um employees are on here my wife's on here they they all know like it's been a rough week and honestly if I had didn't have these fundamentals as a Christian to go to whenever something bad happens in my life or whenever I have a situation where others would just panic right or others would just react rather than responding i think i would have gone insane like i really really would have i don't think i would have lasted this long doing doing what what we're doing because the and here's the thing like a lot of people have been out of work after the whole pandemic thing happened in my case it's been the exact opposite i've had to not only risk my own health but employees health my family's health um and spend excessive hours doing things that we used to have other help for but at this time we have to do ourselves so it's been a compiling things of weight that uh, comes on and and honestly if it wasn't for Jesus i don't think i would be a sane person or be sitting in front of you like praising God and knowing that there's going to be victory ahead of this and knowing that this is just a little season of my life and in everybody's life that's on the journey with me that there is going to be greater things in 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 just a short period of time than what we're experiencing right now this is just temporary just like how the good comes and goes the bad comes and goes as well it doesn't all just stay the stagnant or the same thing and if it is stagnant then you're doing something wrong so i have rambled enough but i want to leave you guys with this Keep your fundamental faith strong, love, pray, and spread the love of God. Thank you for letting me speak. Amen. Thank you, Daniel. Amen. Give it up for Daniel. Give it up for Daniel. That was so good. That was so good. You know, one of the one of the things that I've discovered um, going through rough patches as a Christian and as a as a leader is that how you respond in those those seasons is how your victory is going to look like and sometimes here's here's daniel right so for those for those of you guys that don't know daniel that daniel's my homie uh, he's one of my best friends uh, who knew a hispanic guy would be best friends with a persian but it worked out great <laughs> but here, here's here's the thing one of the things that I've I've noticed about Daniel in in now in his season as a Christian, um, as someone who puts his faith first, um, if you guys knew who Daniel was, and and I know most of you guys do, but if you guys knew who Daniel was, to what Daniel is now, completely different dude. I mean, doped out dude um, in the clubs. Uh, drinking whatever it is that he was drinking um, to someone who has helped people walk that path of their life you know I see Jared in, in here say what's up to Jared, Jared. there he is right there look that's another that's another dude man like if you guys knew his story if you guys knew what yeah. he's been through you look at him all handsome all cleaned up and everything now <laughs> there you go man. But where he comes from, here's the thing. Daniel was just vulnerable with, with 
people that he loves and even uh, people who are engaging in here because there's a few people that this is their first time here. Um, but that's what we're supposed to be as Christians. Be vulnerable. Let's talk about it. He, he's, he had a rough time. I mean, it's just Wednesday and he's already having a rough. He still got Thursday. for this week to be over, man. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so part of, part of what this community is supposed to be is supposed to be a support system. So the response of who we're supposed to be is if somebody shares vulnerability let's respond to that let's make sure that daniel doesn't feel alone sure he's got his wife um and she does a great job but what about the rest of us you know <laughs> what about just the homie hitting him up or just anybody just saying hey man I, I remember that wednesday night you know you're feeling some type of way and i just wanted to let you know that i love you sometimes even just that simple response it, it, it helps people push through the week. So <clears throat> today, I want us to learn what he said, take it with us. And if there's somebody being vulnerable in your space, or if somebody needs prayer, or if somebody needs um, just love, just be. That's it. Sometimes people just need to be heard and open up your, just allow yourself just, just to be used by God. The way we respond in our storm is going to be the way our victory is going to look like. If we're tripping out all the time during our storm, we're not going to even know that our victory was was already there in the corner because we're too worried on this. So you could tonight, be tripping out into your victory. There you go. You're tripping out into your victory, and then you're in your victory. Yeah. And Eh, it still looks like a storm. So yeah. oh, let me let me cry. Let me still cry. Yeah. Um, but tonight. I appreciate you, Daniel, and I thank you for your commitment, for who you are, for the person that, that you've become. I'm telling you guys, this dude, I mean, I don't even know how Heather put up with it. Well, you put up with Heather, too. That's all good. Um, the, 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 way, the way Daniel responds, I'm humbled that, that we get to do this, guys. And, you know, uh, Angela, uh, Angelina's here. Um, Diane's here, uh, Becky's here, and these are these are new faces to to this space. This space should always be that the core should always be love, and the way we respond. The way we respond is you always meet with people where they're at. Daniel today um, can be real sad. Let's respond to loving him. Let's even respond saying, man, you handsome today, you know? And that might, that, might, that might cheer him up a little bit. Guess what? When you're feeling some type of way next week, he's going to remember that you cheered him on. He's going to remember. Oh, well, see, I'm not going to do all that. So he, that's what you, you get your Come life. Come on, bro. <clears throat> I mean, if you're going to talk about it, be about it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I'll, I'll end with this, with just Daniel's point. Um, the storm can look some type of way, but again, and I repeat myself because I want to make sure that I put my point across how you respond in your storm. That's how your victory is going to look like. So the fact that Daniel is saying like, I'm still worshiping him. If I didn't have Jesus in my heart, I guarantee you guys. And, and, and I know that it's not going to happen because 
he is saved, he knows who he is. But if Jesus wasn't in his life, these moments would push him back into drinking. These moments would push him back into- I'll have a needle in my arm right now. Yeah. If it wasn't for Jesus. And then for what? For what? Because he's trying to uh, put those feelings where he can't feel. So allow your allow yourself to feel, allow yourself to push through those feelings, mm. even if they're messy, even if they're weird, even if they feel some type of way. Tonight, that's the example. He was he said, yo, I, I, I'm not feeling good. And he, and he had to speak. So not feeling good, having to, pushing through, having to deal with people at work, um, having to deal with his wife at work and at home. <laughs> you know what I mean um, and it's just and I can just talk that way because they're my friends so but I, I don't I don't mean that I don't mean it in any harm want to say something okay. I wanted to can I share something yes we're talking about storms yes. something literally just happened to me while Daniel was a big wave came and took me and my laptop and my phone and my laptop is gone <laughs> but no <laughs> Speaking of storms, it's not gone, but it's completely wet and it's not turning on. But going back to the storms, like if that was any other day or it would have been the old me, I would have like freaked out. I would have hung up the phone. I would have started crying. Like you guys know how much work I do on my laptop and all the stuff I have in it. But you know what? I I was just like, well, it happened and God has my back. Clearly, he knows I'm going to get a better one. Mm -hmm. This happened. So I'm just going to I'm just going to look on the other side of the ball that's dropping instead of being upset and saying oh my god i lost my laptop i've had it for five years it was time for an upgrade anyway so when it comes to like looking at your situations being like well it happened what can i do now you know and that's just going back to what daniel was saying it's like how you react to your storms and situations in life it's it shows you if you pass that pass that test that god is like trying to teach you like did you pass this test okay cool on to the next one you know and i feel like with what just happened to me right now, I passed a really big test. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm letting it dry. So who yeah. knows? Maybe it'll dry and it'll work, but I don't know. But thank yeah. you, Daniel. You're awesome. I love you. And, and if anybody else wants to say something, uh, I know Vanessa, I see yeah. Vanessa. And if that is that your husband next to you? Yes. What's up, husband? So- Woo! <laughs> so um, as you guys know, this is my third week here, Hustler. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Again, Heather's uh, uh, message last week and then Daniel this week talking about storms. I know you guys don't know me, so I'm going to briefly share the storm that we've been going through. And my husband actually walked in after Daniel finished his message. And I was like, you just missed a great message, you know? And then he was like, oh, it's okay. So the little bit he heard really touched him. So he sat in with me. So on October 27, 2018, uh, we lost our daughter uh, to a neurological degenerative disease. Um, she was born normal. She started deteriorating. Uh, around that time, they told us that she would never live to see six years old. And she gave us an amazing gift. And we did, as husband and wife, as mother and father, did what we could to where she lived at 13 and a half. And she was on the Ellen DeGeneres show and the rock knew about her. Sorry if you guys hear all that noise. We're outside because the kids are inside. <laughs> so um, she, she passed away. But when I say there was no shoulda, coulda, wouldas with this little girl, we did 
everything possible to make sure she lived a fulfilled life. So when I talk about her, I'm able to just like smile and just like, yes, my baby, you know. But right now our storm is marital, you know, and I am open enough to say that um, he just lost his job two days ago. And right now we're still grieving. We're still, we have three other babies, you know, and we've been going through a lot, but to piggyback off of what Daniel was saying, you have to stay strong. You have to keep that foot anchored. You have to make sure that regardless of what's going on, that there's a purpose behind everything. And if you trust in the Lord with all your heart, and right now when you are sacred to your vows for better, for worse, and trust me when I say this is our worst right now, <laughs> we got to hang on to that, you know, and know that regardless of what's happening, we got to stick to that faith and ride out this storm because that rainbow is about to come. Mm-hmm. But to be able to smile and to be able to live life, not just exist, but live life fully as husband and wife, regardless of what it throws at us, we have to know that it's for a purpose. And trust me, before coming into this message, I was praying. I was like, Lord, please speak to me. He came outside to meditate while you were speaking. And the fact that my husband came in, if you guys get to know my husband, he's like, you know, (laughs) so the fact that I sat there and he just joined me and smiled the whole time you guys were talking, man, God really was with us this evening and with you guys. And I appreciate you guys and sorry that I'm rambling, but I'm so excited for this group and I appreciate everything you guys said and do and yes like i'm even trembling i'm like i love it i love it from the tops of my head to the bottom of my head <laughs> i'm just like i love it though but thank you guys so much you guys are amazing and daniel this word i needed that we needed that hey, hey we we love you and we we appreciate you being with us and we hope that you continue to come hang out with us online and that we get to hang out in person at some point and we get to just be blessing each other's lives. That's, this is what it's all about. It's all about community, love, and Jesus. That's really, you, you, like, you talk about a purposeful life and an intentional life. That's what our life is meant to be intentional for. Even if we, like, we've been through seasons that we literally didn't have anything. Like, we didn't have a roof over our head. We slept in, van, in a van for a period of time. Like, this is before... Uh, like it was bad, but what we did have was love. Now you live in a palace. What we did have was joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's all about how you live the moment, not about um, what it's it's about what you focus on. You know what I mean? It's about where you use your pivot foot as to f- like focus your direction on and what direction you want to head towards. Use it as a launching pad, as a starting point. You know. But if you guys do want to ever, um, you know, pray together, talk or anything, I'm always available. Um, I can, uh, uh, you are, um, wait, who, who's, whose friend are you? Because you probably have my number. That's Monica. Yeah. There Monica. we go, Monica's friend. I knew our, it. I was trying to find Monica. Our friend now, too. Our yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, now you're my friend, too. But uh, Monica, if you don't have my number, if you can get it from Heather and give it to them. If you guys ever need prayer or anything like that, please hit me up. 
I'm here if you guys want to talk by anything. I'm here for you. See you on there, by the way. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, both of you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys. I appreciate you. Does anybody else want to say uh, anything else? Oh, let me mute myself. I don't want to say something. I do. I just wanted to say good job, babe. Um, but also, today really was a very difficult day and it definitely was more difficult for Daniel than myself. And it's honestly just really amazing seeing him live out every single day, just responding in love. And, you know, in between all of the business things that he has today, he's getting phone calls still from people that need help with recovery. And so I just wanted to say hats off to him today because I thought it was such an amazing word, but it really was a hard day. And he just kept responding with love and patience. And he's like, it's okay. And you know, we had a little talk about the enemy attacking both of us on days that we're going to speak, if you guys know what happened last week. So I think it was the same thing tonight. It's just, you know, hurdle after hurdle today. But I thought you did a great job, babe. So thank you. Thank you, babe. You did amazing. Does anybody else have anything to say? Input? Thought? Yeah. Okay. Hi. Cheers. I'm working back at home now, so I was working five feet away. So I was listening to everything. And I just wanted to say, Daniel, awesome job on your word. Um, Thank you, sir. And Danny and Dom with your worship. Uh, man, I was feeling the Holy Spirit just sitting there. I thought I was hovering off my chair. So this group is really powerful in that it's pure. And that's the foundation of Jesus and God, you know, is the purity of feeling clean and feeling um honest and and being able to connect with God and you brought that connection you know and just like the young lady who was just speaking and I'm sorry what's her name Nicole Vanessa 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 man what a powerful testimony and this is a this is a place where you get victory in the Lord and especially in marriage and that's something that uh, we can talk about more and Danny uh, I'm gonna get with you on talking about them as well but uh, um, I just wanted to input that, man, what an awesome job. And thanks for, uh, thanks for putting in the effort to keep this going and making it strong. Um, this is really going to be uh, a foundation with the Cornerstone Jesus and uh, just awesome, awesome uh, future in sight because it's all about changing lives. And just like Vanessa was just sharing her excitement yeah. is that that's the that's the Lord grabbing somebody who just jumped on, who is feeling hopeless. And Vanessa, you 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 heard and felt Jesus, who is the author of hope, the creator who holds your cells together, and her husband sitting and, and keeps you breathing. Let me see. Lisa's panning over. I'm, yeah, and, and now he's now he's joining and, and chilling with us tonight. Uh, that's that's awesome man oh that's awesome okay there you guys are man it's well it's hey it's one step at a time one moment yeah. at a time and it's you all about yeah, and Vanessa? it's all about what i think Vanessa's i am tearing up that's how i know the holy ghost is speaking through you guys right now and i appreciate you guys and, and man and i i feel that i and i just had to come over because I'm working still and so forth, but I was here the whole time and man, it was awesome. And Vanessa, God's best is for you both and your husband and pull close to this group. The people in this group have pure hearts. I know them very well. 
and uh, you're in the right place and keep pushing forward in the Lord. Anyway, that's all I want And I'm sorry, what was your name? Husband. Husband? Vanessa, what's your husband's name? Sione. Sione? Or John. John. John's easier. John. John.